My medicine name is Raven's Spirit. You are listening to Inside the Raven's Eye in partnership with Earth and Spirit Medicine. This is the first episode of Conversations with a Shaman. My friend Winfield Ivers is a shaman here in Utah, and his medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. A couple days ago, we were filming in, in his garage. And afterwards, we were sitting, having a sacred conversation. And he told me that I had to begin to ask him questions and, and pull, pull words out of him. Immediately, I knew what questions I was going to ask. So I got my camera, clicked record, and you are now about to hear that sacred conversation. I hope that it speaks to your heart, and I hope you enjoy. That's good. So just take that and uh, just start going, okay? Just start going, whatever. Just follow your heart, okay? I don't know what the hell we're doing, but just do it, Phil. Just ask me questions. I don't know. Talk like you were. Whatever you got to do to get stuff out of me. Because okay. that's what I'm, I'm feeling right now, is that you have to pull stuff out of me. It's like you're getting inspired to, to know what to pull out of me. Okay, so I got three questions. Okay. Um, one, so for a kid, okay, so I was attacked by a demon, as you know, and so first question for a lot of people out there, maybe when they are not talking about it, um, why was I attacked? You know, why, why was I attacked so much in comparison to what I hear a lot of other people? Maybe they're just unaware that they, when they do get attacked and I was aware, I don't know. So really my question is like, why was I attacked in, a, in that aggressive way in the flesh? Uh, and then second, I thought about going out to the swell on my spirit quest and when you blindfolded me, why did you blindfold me? You know, to me it was like trying to find my way to the fire, find my way without any sight. That's what I walked away with. And then third, on the same spirit quest, um, going into that ice cold water, you know, what, I, I know what I felt, but why, why would you, why did you have me do that? And I guess, does that all come together as one thing? So, in being attacked by demons, and you being attacked, and I imagine you're specifically speaking of the night before you came here for medicine work the first time. Yeah. Thank you, you ugly demon, for bringing Alan to my house. So, sometimes they try so hard to destroy that they actually work in our favor.
when you live your life or when a person lives their life and nobody talks to us about these energy fields perhaps or maybe we don't know as a child about some of these energy fields maybe you know a lot of children that see spirits and you know it's, it's hard how do they go to their parents how do you talk about it kind of like what you're saying you know is maybe people don't talk about it how am I going to appear to others would you still love me or care about me if you knew this about me so the demons felt pretty confident that you were never going to amount to anything the demons feel pretty good that people that are in this suppression kind of like what I was illustrating in that medicine well all that external just taking us in and in and in to where we're like this reclusive ball of apathy they feel pretty good about that they can let down their guard they can run off you know and they, they you know okay my job's done he's never gonna that light's never gonna come out I'm keeping his light from turning on because see they know that if your switch went on the world's gonna change for better and they're going to lose their dominion their their perceived dominion I will say so why were you attacked to get you to my house is all that keeps coming to get you here to get you to my house to start this relationship they attacked you to prevent that. They attacked you to prevent you from getting here. They attacked you to scare you. They attacked you to keep you from, from to hopefully scare you even further into that ball that you would never reach out again. Because to have demons come out and, and, and leave physical markings and bruising on, on a person, that's, that's uh, it's just absolutely ridiculous and not only that it tells me that you're a very important purpose for the good of humankind on this planet right now that was like five years ago or something right around this time of year well later maybe and Why did you call me and ask to come over after they attacked you? Or or you talked to Jake or something. I can't remember how that went down message. because I went to the dentist that day. I went to the dentist and I came home and I was on Percocet and I didn't wasn't like I didn't want to do medicine work but that's kind of a weak state for a person to do medicine work perhaps when I just had that 
tooth work, I think it was a root canal or something, I can't remember what it, what it was, I've had a lot of dental work, I think it was a root canal. And it also, it gave me something because when, as soon as I knew that you had been attacked like that, it was just like, okay, you know, uh, I'm on Percocet. If you don't care, then come on over. And you and Jake, I said, if you want to bring Jake, if you'll feel better, whatever, bring him, he came. And it was a pretty powerful medicine work. I even had to open my door to get the, the demons out, the rest of them like that, all that residual energy and everything that was left. So that's kind of a long answer. So why did you get attacked? So that we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Hmm. You're a completely different person, even though you're the same guy. Yeah. You're, you're becoming your true self every day, more and more and more. And then out to the San Rafael swell on your spirit quest. When we can't see, first thing that usually happens is a choice or an opportunity. Something happens in the idea of, is something going to get me? I can't see. So there has to come something to trust in here to have sight without seeing. So Trust in me, trust in God. So blindfold you, trust me, Alan, trust me, trust me. I want you to find that fire. I want you to find your way back over there. So you had to trust me that I had your best interests so that you could trust God. Trust God. When Wade died, my soul people here know my younger brother, 1994, July 1st, when he was killed with his two cousins in that train auto accident. Gosh, I started smoking a lot of pot. I smoked so much. I, I, so much. <laughs> joint after joint. It was like smoking a pack of joints a day, like, like somebody smokes a pack of cigarettes. And I'd go out every night under the stars. I'd try to go on, I took, you know, a few people out on some trips, but I just kept, what, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't fill the void. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't get rid of it. I couldn't, it wouldn't go away no matter how much I tried to, to, to smoke. It wouldn't go away. 
I was so frustrated with myself around Christmas time. And I had a little trailer that I was staying in out in front of my parents' house that I'd bought. Because right before my brother died, Michelle and I, my previous spouse, had gotten separated again. And the time I got separated before, I had a tent and it got stolen. So this time I bought a trailer. <laughs> so that it would be harder to steal my little home. <laughs> And so then afterward, a few months after he died, I took that trailer and parked it up at my mom and dad's around the holiday times. You know, it makes sense, holiday times, family. And sitting out in that trailer one day and I thought, I'm, I'm quitting smoking pot, I'm, I'm done. I hate this, this is getting me nowhere. So I read in Tom Brown Jr.'s books about grandfather stalking wolf and about the cold waters. And you know, I read other things that related to doing something four days in a row in order to make a change. So, fortunately for me, when I went up Mapleton Canyon to make this change, it was a blizzard for four days. I'm up there at like five o'clock in the morning, and back then there was a place where the water would come and about as big as this garage right here, and it would be filled with water about all oh, five feet deep. And so, I remember I couldn't even see the, the ice to break through. So I took off all my clothes and I got naked. I made me a little circle, stomped me out a little circle in the snow. Took off all my clothes, walked down to the little edge, broke through the ice, and I dove in completely submerged my body. And that first shock, I, I can still remember it was an absolute shock. It, it did something to my system, very powerful. And I came out of that water and I stood naked. And I gave thanks to all the four directions. did that four mornings in a row. smoking pot, but that you want to change. You want it better. So I knew that there was a power in that 
uh, in that process that I wanted you to come to understand. Kind of like how I was hoping you would come to understand. Trusting in the unseen. Teachable. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to thank you for listening. And if you or a loved one, may that be family or friends, need any of the services that were mentioned, may that be shamanic healing work or a spirit quest. There's so many offerings. Just go to earthandspiritmedicine.com and make this selection that you think that you need the most and enjoy it. Trust me, you will not regret it. It will change your life. It really will. And please share this podcast if you enjoyed it. And if you think that there's someone that you know that can benefit greatly from this, please share it. Um... Leave, leave a comment. Let me know of ways that I can improve. Again, this is the first episode for, for Inside the Raven's Eye. And uh, so bear with me. I'm learning. But thank you again for listening. And we will see you on the next episode of Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.